Welcome. Finally, sorry, there's a week absence of in Luke's corner, but we are back and we are ready. Yes, sir. To rumble. Our notes aren't deleted. Nope. I yeah. So here's, here's a little bit of context on why we didn't get an episode last week. I spent over an hour writing notes in the actual notes app, and then it somehow just deleted, and I couldn't find it. And I, Sam was like, "Hey, you want to record?" I was like. Not really, because no. <laughs> that just ruined my entire fucking night, but whatever. Learn, no, learn is don't use Command-Z. Uh, literally. I don't know <laughs> what I touched, but it was annoying. But um, we had an awesome night of fights last night. Last night? Is it Sunday? All right, yeah, it's Sunday. Sunday. Last night, it was Paul Felder versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Starting off with the main card, we had Kay Hansen versus Corey McKenna. Initially, when this fight was announced, I wasn't a huge fan of it because both of these girls woman both these women yeah women yeah women they are huge prospects for the strawweight division so i hate when the ufc pairs two prospects against each other in the division when they could each fight other people make a name for themselves and like it doesn't seem like one i mean one is obviously better than the other but like we want to find that out later when they're fighting for an actual contender spot you know what i mean mm-hmm. Um, Kay Hansen landed 87 of 131 strikes with 67 of them being significant. Corey McKenna landed 156 out of 246 strikes with 57 of them being significant. And something that I think you like, Corey McKenna's nickname, The Hobbit. Nice. Savage. That is a, a sick nickname. That is sick nickname. Sick nickname. But overall... On the feet, I think McKenna had a slight edge. She was landing harder strikes. Um, Kay Hansen was able to take her to the ground, but she wasn't really staying active. I believe Corey McKenna was a more active fighter. She was throwing some heavy, heavy – thanks, bro. She was throwing some heavy <laughs> elbows on the ground, way more active. And a lot of people were upset about the decision. It was unanimous. It went to Corey McKenna, which is what I had. I had her winning 29-28 because, again – Although she was taken down and being patrolled, she was the more active fighter on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of people on Twitter were a little butthurt about that. I saw it. I tweeted at some guy. Not some guys. Phil, the MMA dude. Not a huge fan of him. But I doubt he'll hear this. But if he does, Phil, fuck. you're not that cool. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you Philip. Next fight. One of the apps, or actual fights that I was looking forward to most on this card was Brendan Allen versus Sean Strickland. It was at a 190-pound catchweight. Usually these guys are 185ers. Brendan Allen was supposed to fight Ian Heinish last week, but due to a positive COVID test from Ian Heinish, the fight got stra- or scrapped. Strickland was coming off a one-sided decision win two weeks ago against Jack Marshman, who it was his first fight after a two-year layoff due to a motorcycle incident. So it's good to see him back. And I actually, the favorite was Brendan Allen. I had him favored. I thought he was going to win because he has wins over Kevin Holland, who's fighting, uh, fuck's his name? Joker. Joker Jack. Jack. Jack Hermanson. There, there you go. go. Nice. Good job. Just, you know what it is? You got to think. Um, but it was a straight striking clinic displayed from Sean Strickland. He landed some hard shots. It seemed like Brendan Allen was trying to get on his inside. And he was just running all into these strikes. It, it, it almost reminded me 
of how like Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz fight with their boxing. Sean Strickland is just a way bigger version of him. Um, Strickland landed 106 out of 176 strikes with 94 of them being significant, which is actually huge if you can land 106 strikes and Allen got finished in the second round. So that's, that's really impressive that he's able to land that many strikes at such a high volume. Um, Allen only landed 53 out of 92 with 51 of them being significant. Good, but I mean, a hundred compared to 50, it's, it's not that good. Nope, it's not. Um, Those numbers are different. Yeah, Strickland had a really good win. Uh, Brendan Allen's one of the biggest middleweight prospects, so I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Strickland gets a big name, possibly even a top 15 guy in the middleweight division. I'd like to see him fight next. This next fight. Let's get started on this fight. Abdul Razak Alhassan versus Chaos Williams. That is, that's, a, that's a name. Those are some names. Those are some names. I, I'll talk about this first. I told my dad, I was like, I would bet my entire life that this fight goes under one and a half rounds because these two are absolute killers. I mean, you when your name is Chaos, you kind of have to fight. So I, I think that's he changed his name or it's a nickname, I think. I was going to say, if that's his actual name, you, you either have to do that or you have to like. But I was super excited for this because these guys are both known for finishing their fights in the very first round, all knockouts. Love that. And... I picked actually Al Hassan to win because he's the more like seasoned vet, but Chaos Williams came in with a huge reach advantage and is also a lot taller than um, Al Hassan was. I think it was 6'2 to 5'8. Mm-hmm. And as soon as this fight started, I was like, oh my God. It was like dead silent in the arena. I was super excited. They started throwing late kicks. They kind of like were trying to feel each other out. And then, boom, out of nowhere. Chaos with a mean right hand straight completely knocked Al Hassan out cold, literally launched him off his feet. And he was like, he was on the ground for a long ass time. He was out cold. They had to get doctors in there. When, even when they uh, called the fight, when he got his hand raised, he was still on the ground. He walked out of the cage. He was kind of all wobbly. He might be concussed. But. Even Dana White said that was one of the most vicious knockouts he's seen in the UFC. It was, oh, I want to say horrifying, but it was awesome because, yeah, you know, I'm into it. Um, But Chaos said after the fight, it was actually one of the coolest lines I've ever heard a UFC fighter say. He said something like, y'all can sleep on me, but I'm going to have the doctor wake you up. That's kind of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, that's, that's, that's cool. Sweet. That's a cool. I, I heard that and I was like, oh, look, I even put in my notes. Badass. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> Going on to the main event. Oh, as much as I was excited for Paul Felder being announced to headline the fight with Rafael DeSanjos once Islam Makachev got pulled out because of an infection, I really did not want to see either of these fighters lose. I love Paul Felder, I love RDA. Felder stepped in on five days' notice. He was training for a triathlon. He figured, I'm in shape. I can do it. Fuck it. Why not? He was actually supposed to be calling or announcing that fight, being a commentator on that card. And, I mean, he was coming off a decision loss to Dan Hooker. And if I'm saying, if I'm being real, I should say, he can lose that fight. It was kind of bullshit. You probably know her. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Shut the fuck up. That was funny. 
Do your homework. Do your homework. Why didn't they? Why didn't they have like Paul Felder just mic'd up during the fight? He was like, "I right, come in with the left." Ow! <laughs> yeah, he was That's pretty fucking funny. He gets knocked out, goes to the commentating section, <laughs> announces it. <laughs> what a crazy knockout! Anyway, but his cardio was amazing. His strikes were faster than I think it's ever been in the UFC. Um, and honestly. He went into it saying he's got nothing to lose, and I really don't think that even after the fight, it was a decision loss. It was pretty one-sided, but Felder had his moments. He looked good, and it almost was like neither fighter kind of lost that fight, even though it did go to a decision. RDA ended up winning. Um, Both displayed great um, mixed martial arts. It it was Felder with his boxing and stand-up, RDA with his grappling offense, being able to take Felder down, control him on the ground. I mean, both fighters displayed awesome, awesome um, skills. Um, But yeah, like I said, it was a one-sided fight. You can't take away anything from RDA, obviously. He was a former champ of the lightweight division. Went up to welterweight, fought Leon Edwards, fought Kamaru Usman, fought Colby Covington. All these big-name guys that are now top three and champion. So seeing him come back to his old division, because obviously he was a little bit undersized. He's only like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, I believe. Okay. Which, if you're fighting at 170, some of these guys are like 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, um, but he looked good. He looked awesome. Uh, it's glad to see him get a win. He called out McGregor because originally he was supposed to fight McGregor back when he was the featherweight champion. And he was supposed to move up and fight RDA. And then that fight got... I think RDA pulled out maybe, ended up fighting Chad Mendez for an interim belt, beat Chad Mendez. Oh, no, Chad Mendez was a feather, featherweight. That was, oh, I'm sorry, that was before Aldo. So never mind. Before he was able to fight RDA, RDA fought Eddie Alvarez. Alvarez whooped his ass. And then Conor McGregor beat Eddie Alvarez, became double champ. And the rest is history. So, yeah, he called out McGregor. McGregor's supposed to be fighting Poirier in January. Um, I think RDA probably should get a couple wins before. I mean, listen, you can call out McGregor, even Diego Sanchez, even though I love him. He called out McGregor. McGregor was like, yeah, I'm down. And Dana White was like, are you fucking crazy? Dude's like 39. <laughs> but, hey, man, you know what's going to happen you know, when you get that McGregor fight? You're getting a lot of money. Yeah, it's a red. It's called the Red Panty Night. Oh. It's nice. the Red Panty Night. That's, you call it pansy. pansy. I guess you're going to miss the... Exactly. But yeah, for Felder, he can honestly fight anyone in the top 10. He looked really good. Um, I think he should take a little break, actually get a full training camp in. Um, But even he even admitted that he hasn't been in an actual gym in like four months. Not like an actual gym, but like an actual MMA gym. You're right, yeah. So it was basically just cardio and a little bit of pad work, and he went five rounds with a former lightweight champion which is fucking crazy that's actually really impressive um but yeah moving on from that we can talk about ufc 255 um it's headlined by davison figueredo versus alexander perez perez is replacing cody garbrandt who was originally supposed to fight figueredo but i believe he got some type of injury i don't know if they're still talking about that but if we're being honest, Figueredo is a fucking beast at flyweight. He beat the shit out of, like, I even put it, 
beat the dog shit out of Joey Benavidez. <laughs> Joey B, my boy. That is literally what it says in Luke's notes. No, but yeah, he finished uh, Benavidez their first fight, and then I don't know why they gave him a rematch. Um, and then he literally dropped him and then submitted him, and it was horrible. <laughs> but I would have liked to see Cody Garbrandt fight Figueredo. I'm not trying to take anything away from Alexander Perez. He's a great fighter. He's got great ground skills, but Figueredo is on a hot streak right now, and I don't see him losing that title anytime soon. And another title fight on that card is my girl, Valentina Shevchenko, versus Jennifer Maya. Shevchenko's last fight was against Caitlin Chukagan. Um, bro, we saw her fight. Yep. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah. Valentina was able to knock her out in like the third round or fourth round. Because, yeah. you know, it's Valentina and she's the fucking man. No, she's the woman. Yeah, she's yeah. You know what I mean. Whatever, fuck it. She's the woman. She's a woman. <laughs> Whatever, fuck it. Um, but Jennifer Myers, she's coming off a nice submission win over Joanne Calderwood, who was actually supposed to be next in line. She was the one that was everyone was hyping up, and then Maya came in, subbed her, so now they're giving her the title fight. Um, she lost to Caitlin Chukagan, so I can't imagine this fight being any different than any of other Valentina's fights, other than Amanda Nunes, obviously, but. I think Valentina is just going to run through her. I can't imagine it going past the second or third round. Valentina is just that good. I had the honor of watching Valentina fight at UFC 2-something whenever Cejudo fought Marais. That card, I was live for, and it was an unbelievable card. Peter Yan was on that card. Um, Tony Ferguson versus Cowboy. Um... Obviously, Shevchenko versus Jessica I, and I got to see Jessica I get a head kick to the face. It was one of Shevchenko's <laughs> most iconic knockouts, so that was awesome to see. Um, trying to think. I could probably list more people. Did I say Peter Yan? Dude, he was on that fight. Well, we on that card, whatever. Aljamain Sterling might have been on that fight card, too. Um, Calvin Cater knocked out Ricardo Lamas on that card. It was such a good card. Anyway, moving on to that card, we have Mike Perry versus Tim Means. I think they're just trying to feed Mike Perry wins at the moment because he's been on a kind of a losing streak, but he came off a win over Mickey Gall when his girlfriend was the only one in his corner. And he really wanted to make that clear that all he needs is his girlfriend in his corner. Um, I think it's fucking stupid. Simp. Simp, literally. <laughs> um, I can't say it's it's I baffling. Can't say Hey, Mike Perry does what he wants to do. Tim Means, he's a veteran. Um, he's not the most exciting fighter, but he has pretty good stand-up. He's durable, I should say, basically. Um, but Perry hits too hard. He puts on too much of a pressure, and I think it's going to be a short night for Tim Means. But moving on, Kaitlyn Chukagan versus Cynthia Calvillo. Exactly. Right, so I, was, <laughs> I was like, are you waiting for me to say something? I just want to see if you guys are paying attention. I, but, like, attention. I don't know some of those words. Kaylin Shukagan, her last fight, it was a knockout against Jessica Andrade, who moved up a division, and she looked awesome in that fight. But Cynthia Calvillo, if she wins and beats Shukagan, she can possibly get – Shut up, computer. Fuck. She can probably get a number one contender spot after she did beat Jessica I, and now she beats Kaylin Shukagan. I think that's setting up a pretty good fight unless she they 
if she wins, unless they put her against uh, Jessica Andrade, which would also be a great fight. Um, but yeah, it's basically almost like a number one contender fight for the uh, feather. No, not featherweight, bantamweight, featherweight. flyweight. I'm sorry, there you flyweight go. division. One of the weights. Got mixed up. And then the first fight on the main card, Mauricio Shogun Rua, literally a legend, former light heavyweight champion versus Paul Craig. These guys fought before, ended in a draw. Paul Craig is significantly younger than Shogun Rua. Paul Craig also has a very good ground game. Most of his wins are by submission. Um, It's going to be good to see these guys actually fight again. I'm hoping Paul Craig could get a win if Shogun gets a win over Paul Craig, especially at this age. I mean, credit to him. Paul Craig can go to Bellator. But not taking anything away from Shogun, he was a former champion. He's still a beast, will always be a beast. Um, Yeah, that's about it for the main card of UFC 255. When does that card start? That card will be on November 21st at the UFC Apex. So, oh my gosh, it's gonna be November 21st. Yeah, well, is that weird? I don't know. I feel like November is we're flying through this month right now. Who the fuck are you trying to trade me in fantasy right now? Don't worry about it. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, here, no, little off show. Um, all right, Luke, anything else? Um, hopefully, I'm in contact with some fighters. Hopefully, I can get someone on here that we can interview. Maybe that'd be I cool. think that'd be pretty cool. Um, that's the cool thing about UFC people is they just go on any show. Like they're just like, yeah, we're down. I'm going to do a lot of research this week for next week's card. I will post my predictions. If you use my predictions this past or Saturday, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not do that well, it was an emotion. but I feel like a lot of people didn't do that well. So it's all right. Um, what's your win percentage going to go down to now? Fuck. Probably like 75. <laughs> Still, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, hey, fuck it. I have I still get pretty good picks, all right? My DraftKings got screwed with the cancellation of um, Quinones versus Smolka. I had Smoke winning. And literally when we were playing Warzone an hour before the fight started, that's when it got canceled. Yeah, I know. And I went past. Remember when I was like, oh, I should be watching fights right now, but I'm doing or playing Warzone with you guys? Yeah. DraftKings said, fuck you. <laughs> you don't get any points for that. So that screwed me. I would have probably got some points or a good amount of money. But, you know, shit happens. Shit happens. Shit happens. Um, other than that, make sure you follow Gym Class Villains on Twitter. Make sure you follow myself on Twitter if you haven't already. The link's down below. The link will be down below. Listen to us on Anchor. Give Anchor some love. They've been very kind to us. Ooh. I don't have any sponsors. I could. I don't know. I don't know if Rays will allow me. <laughs> I, I can. I can reach out to them. Ooh. All right. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about Rays Energy. But I mean, give Rays Energy a follow. Non-advertising. <laughs> Just give them a follow. Give them some love. And tell them I sent you. Hopefully, they can hire me one day because I'm one of their best advertising people. People. Yeah. People. We're gonna we're gonna work on some in loose corner merch soon. That will be a uh, late of the year project, but um, we want to make sure Luke's show gets up and running, gets a good follow base, but uh, there will be some in Luke's corner stuff coming to the gym class village merch store soon. I yeah. will be working on that. Yeah. We're working on a logo right now. This is a kind of a short episode. I apologize.